It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 2327, Three Simple Things We Can All Learn from the Quaker Testimony of Simplicity, by Kyle Kowalski of Slow.co, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Monday, and welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, or the OLD podcast, where you can start or end your day on the right foot by simply listening to the best blogs I can find and get permission from. So with that, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Three Simple Things We Can All Learn from the Quaker Testimony of Simplicity by Kyle Kowalski of Slow.co. I believe we can all learn something new about our common humanity by expanding our minds and opening them to other cultures and spiritualities. This is nothing new. Over a century ago, non-Quaker Julia Ward Howe wrote, quote, here I am in Quaker surroundings whose restful simplicity is most congenial to me. I feel here the earnest desire for genuine growth and culture, which founds a slow but sure success. I am confirmed in my division of human energies. Ambitious people climb, but faithful people build, end quote. Whoa, she covered a lot of ground there. Slow living, simple living, energy, ambition, spirituality. Some modern Quakers, also known as friends, have six values or testimonies that they call spices. S-P-I-C-E-S stands for simplicity, peace, integrity, community, equality, and stewardship. While there are plenty of things we can learn from all six values, this post dives into just one, the testimony of simplicity. What is the Quaker testimony of simplicity? If it's possible to sum up the history of the testimony of simplicity in a single quote, this may be the one. The first generation of friends did not have a testimony for simplicity. They came upon a faith which cut to the root of the way they saw life, radically reorienting it. They saw that all they did must flow directly from what they experienced as true, and that if it did not, both the knowing and the doing became false. In order to keep the knowledge clear and the doing true, they stripped away anything which seemed to get in the way. They called those things superfluities, and it is this radical process of stripping for clear seeing, which we now term simplicity. Fran Irene Tabor. Incredible. Let's continue by breaking down the testimony of simplicity. First, what does testimony mean? Quote, The word testimony describes the way that friends testify or bear witness to their beliefs in their everyday life. A testimony is therefore not a belief, but is committed action arising out of friends' religious experience, end quote. The testimony of simplicity in the words of the Quakers or friends follows, and they're all quotes. A person ought to live a simple life in order to focus on what is most important and ignore or play down what is least important. Simplicity is a witness to the world that the inward state is more important than the outward. We need to think of simplicity not as an impossible demand, but as an invitation to a more centered, intentional, and fulfilling spirit-led life. Simplicity flows from well-ordered living. It is less a matter of doing without than a spiritual quality that simplifies our lives by putting first things first. Simplicity, like all the testimonies, is essentially a spiritual discipline. We simplify our lives 
in order to come closer to the truth. For the Quakers, living simply is about seeking to live more meaningfully. Quakers have long referred to the unnecessary accumulation of material items as cumber, and they believed it obscured their vision of both God's will and reality. It can be spiritually cleansing to disinvest oneself of unnecessary possessions, to recycle unused items, or give away things you no longer truly need. But cumber can mean more than material possessions. It can represent unnecessary mental or spiritual cumber, or living beyond our emotional means. And perhaps my two favorites, simplicity is a balm to contemporary anxiety, allowing all of us to engage in the joys and challenges of the present moment. And keep life simple so we are free to live in harmony and alignment with soul's purpose. The three aspects of the testimony of simplicity. The testimony of simplicity revolves around three key elements, dress, speech, and material possessions. Number one, simplicity of dress. On the surface, you may think plain dress is pretty straightforward. Right this second, maybe you're mentally picturing what you think Quaker dress may look like. However, I've learned simplicity of dress is subjective. Modern Quakers or friends simply dress simply. Doesn't sound like this is too different from what you may see with some of the minimalist leaders today. Consistency, timelessness, maybe similar coordinating colors. Why would anyone willingly and gladly choose this type of dress? Well, first of all, this approach to fashion and style is timeless. You don't have to spend time and money on the latest trends, effectively giving back time and money and energy and mental bandwidth to spend on the most important things in your life, which typically aren't things at all. There's a personal aspect here where you need to overcome your ego and identity since this is voluntary simplicity. Next, plain dress is intended to eliminate an aspect of social inequality. If everyone dressed in a simple way, it put people on more of an even visual physical playing field. Lastly, there's now an ecological aspect when you think of the wastefulness of trend-based clothing and fast fashion. Every day, we have more and more options for sustainable, ethical, and slow fashion. Want to really experiment with timeless style? Try a buy-nothing year for clothing. I think I'm currently at 16 months without buying a single article of clothing. You start to lose track after a while and wonder how the old you ever even made time for shopping. I wouldn't have been able to do this if all my clothing was the latest trend a year and a half ago, but now out of style. Number two, simplicity of speech. This is an interesting one. I've also seen this one paired with simplicity of behavior. Here's how the Quakers or friends describe it. Quote, simplicity does not mean being simplistic. We value nuance and choose words carefully when we speak. We may speak passionately, but we avoid distortion and exaggeration, end quote. And quote, honesty, avoiding class distinction or titles, and the speaking of truth, end quote. I love this. We should all opt for authenticity and remember this quote as well. Do not speak unless it improves on silence. Buddhist proverb. And number three, simplicity of material possessions. Again, in the words of the Quakers or friends, quote, believe that one should use one's resources, including money and time, deliberately 
in ways that are most likely to make life truly better for oneself and others, end quote. And quote, believe that a person's spiritual life and character are more important than the quantity of goods he possesses or his monetary worth, end quote. I'll leave you with this fantastic insight. Quote, the testimony is not just about the nature of one's material possessions, but rather also about one's attitude towards these material goods, end quote. There you have it. How can you apply a testimony of simplicity in your own life? Are there ways you can simplify your dress, speech and behavior, or overall quantity and relationship with your material possessions? And don't forget to add the spices, S-P-I-C-E-S, of life. You just listened to the post titled, Three Simple Things We Can All Learn from the Quaker Testimony of Simplicity by Kyle Kowalski of slow.co. And thank you to Kyle. As a reminder, those spices are simplicity, peace, integrity, community, equality, and stewardship. And as Kyle mentioned at the beginning of the post, we can all learn so much by opening our minds and learning from other cultures and people outside of what we know and are familiar with. There's a fascinating website that my brother often reads from over on Optimal Health Daily. It's called Blue Zones or bluezones.com. And it's about the research of the areas in the world where people tend to live the longest on average. One of those communities isn't too far from where I am here in Southern California. But these zones are actually all over the world, including Costa Rica, Greece, Italy, and more. And some of the factors that these communities have in common are knowing your purpose, which we talk about here on the show often, staying social, and not social media, of course, but an actual social network, putting family first, eating less, and especially less red meat, kicking back, moving naturally, and more. You can find more on the Blue Zones website. And while simplicity isn't on their list of common factors per se, I'm sure many can argue that these communities actually do live more simply than their neighbors. And seeing how our neighbors live and what makes them happy and live longer, that's really a shortcut or cheat sheet of things we can implement in our own everyday lives to make our days even just a little better on average. I've said it before on this show, that's the point of this podcast, hearing many, many different perspectives so that we can learn what could work for us to help us grow and be happier on average. So hopefully there's a takeaway for you here today. Have a great rest of your day and start to your week. And I'll be back tomorrow reading to you where your optimal life awaits.